Can you hear me okay? Is it okay? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. Can you hear me? I can hear you good. I can hear you good and proper. Ready for our first take of Comment People, take Comment one. Comment People, take one. Explore the stories of the week with me, Jokes. And me, Eleanor. As we take a journey into the dirty and sometimes quirky world of the internet comments section. We're going from relying on professional journalists to looking at the grassroots of commentary to get an uncensored perspective on what the public really thinks. with me Eleanor and me James and we aim to bring to your ears today a selection of comments from Twitter Facebook and newspapers about the events of the week yeah and we think it's probably going to be quite an interesting way of looking at these stories as we have found over the past few weeks there's quite a lot of quirky things out there so Eleanor I found these tweets from Joel Nylin and it's in response to it's a public figure who has posted a video and there's a caption to the video and they said or he said sorry he's actually a verified account interestingly I don't know what he's famous for it seems he's famous for just typos and opinions (laughs) according to his bio but there we go so he said Take us with you to Cancun next time so we don't have to harvest meltwater for the next week because our neighbourhood well exploded, full stop. And he's actually attached two pictures to this, one of him and he's shoveling snow, which I assume is meltwater, and the other is with someone who I assume is a family member posing by their bath with a big bucket with meltwater in the bath, melting. Wow. Um, descriptive. So what, yeah, what do you think this is all about? So I think this piece is referring to the great Ted Cruz, um, who has abandoned, well, according to some people, abandoned Texas, who have been in a state of crisis for the past week uh, with a lack of electricity. And he apparently has flown off to Mexico. Mm. I don't know why I keep saying apparently. He has confirmed. <laughs> he did confirm leave Texas. <laughs> See, that would be quite a Ted Cruz response. Apparently I went on holiday. <laughs> I think what... And yes, this was a response to Ted Cruz justifying his... Well, not really justifying, just saying he's working really hard to get the power turned on. But I think regardless of what you think politically... Everyone would agree the most Ted Cruz part of this story was sort of throwing his children under the bus (laughs) as a way of legitimising that holiday. And what what do you think the motivation was for the holiday? Do you think it was just a statement of, I don't need to be here in in this crisis, or do you think it was a pre-planned holiday? Honestly, with these types of things, what on a... I don't know what they're thinking, because he was just caught by 
people on the plane, wasn't he? It wasn't even like it was like it was done in secret. <laughs> and the weirdest thing is, he left the pet dog at home without heating and without lights. If there was ever a Ted Cruz action to take, that was it. <laughs> so Ted Cruz, yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, I'm going to feed you a newspaper comment. Um, so this one comes... Okay, so these comments, there's two comments, I'll read you them both, um, come in response to an article that was written earlier this week. So, Baz1122 wrote, Can't wait to watch, however... Sadly running out of items to throw at the screen these days. To which Wolf953 replied, My wife and I have Fergus the Kipper, a hand-sewn tartan cloth fist-shaped thing. Very good for the flat-screen telly. It just bounces off, leaving no marks at all. Then stolen by our two cats and carried off to be shredded under the kitchen sink. Um, so those bizarre comments came in response to what article and on what platform? Oh my goodness. So it sounds, that is a really good one. It sounds like they are watching something and they're really angry about it. They want to throw objects. Well, I'm going to give you a clue here. The thing they, so the items they're throwing at the TV, the program hasn't happened yet. The, uh, I'm using the word program, it's not quite the right word. The event on the screen hasn't happened yet. They're foreshadowing their actions. Okay. They're foreshadowing throwing a hand-sewn tartan cloth fish at the screen. A hand-sewn tartan cloth fish. I mean, I want to say something to do with Nicola Sturgeon, just because everyone at the top of the SMP <laughs> seems to have, like, fish names. I mean, logical, but um, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. How can I help you with this one? So, I mean, I would, I mean, government announcements, the, the podiums, we're living through the age of televised announcement and podiums. Yeah, you're on the right, you're on the right wavelength with announcements and sort of news. I think I've got myself so caught up in wires here. Um, I'm going to have to just go for my final guess, which is, is going to be... Is it Anne Robinson now presenting Countdown? Oh no, because that's my next one. <laughs> oh my god! You shouldn't have said that. You I gave it away without. No way. Okay. Um, no, it's not Anne. It's not Anne Robinson's under the firing line this week. Not that. You're gonna have to tell me who are they throwing? What event are they? So. The oh, did you guess a publication? Uh, I'm gonna probably, I mean, written quite a... well, written with good punctuation. Um, my wife and I, very well, no, very uh, grammatically correct. Um, lots of lots of lots of long clauses. See, I, I'm gonna go for the telegraph. Nope. And then are you going to have to reveal this? I. It is The Independent, and the headline is Andrew Neil Reveals Politics Team for GB News Channel. Um, so, yes, 
the, these comments refer to uh, throwing soft toys at the screen when Andrew Neil takes to our digital channels later in the spring with his new supposedly non-partisan news channel, GB News, which he has just announced Tom Harwood and Dan Wooten. Uh, so Tom Harwood as political reporter and Dan Wooten as on-screen presenter. Um, but they have claimed that it will be a unpartisan, Ofcom regulated style programme and it won't be breaching Britain's impartiality trend. What do you think of that? What do you think of what do you think of GB News? Well, I mean, kind of like what you're saying. Are they just going to be impartial, just as the same as like LBC say that they're impartial, just having guests of differing views and supposedly balancing themselves out with well, with Andrew Neil as the balancer, as the mediator here, the impartial mediator. I I mean I. Uh, yeah, I guess at the moment it seems like everyone being appointed you, is from a p- certain political. I just don't think you can have an impartial news program if the only people you have to appear on the program are all of a certain are all on one side of the spectrum, right? I mean, they they did uh, hire Colin Brazier from Sky News, and that is someone I thought he will just be like a impartial character with who will apparently moderate a daytime debate so also who's going to be watching daytime debates because he said it's going to be an appointment to view you're going to actually like tune in at certain times oh i did not know this it's going to be like either doctors or doctors or a midweek midday raging debate raging debate get your blood pressure up. i mean you can just switch on loose women for that anyway um <laughs> moving on i think you are going to hit us with a facebook okay so this again is a video uploaded to facebook okay i don't know well, no, yeah that's probably a good hint um and james says this Saying it's time to be bold, then put forward a vague, non-controversial speech is not great messaging. And he actually got two likes for that in 26 minutes of posting as well. But yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to go straight in with I know the answer to this. And I think it is Keir Starmer gave his uh, landmark setting out his vision for the Labour Party speech this week. Mm, you're right that was smooth <laughs> straight to the point i knew it i knew it um i knew it partly because i really overthought it on what was it thursday mm, yeah yeah um because i remember feeling really angry watching the the speech because um their branding was terrible the lettering behind him i mean i could have created that on word and it wasn't even a red background it was like a purpley background i mean what was that i thought whoever is in charge with labor of Labour branding for that event shouldn't be in charge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that, Eleanor, because I saw last night in a state of real tiredness, lying in bed and actually reading tweets from someone who works for Labour, does the branding, and she was saying, can everyone leave me alone? Really? I'm getting so much abuse. We try our best. Oh. And there are all these graphic designers piling in on her. Oh, I feel bad now, and I'm not even a graphic designer. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I could do any better. Please don't take it as that. I really couldn't. 
but I mean, you're the Labour Party. Surely you can get a bit more than like Comic Sans, and like, and also like a funny position. It was kind of to his like top right hand corner. Like it really didn't make sense the positioning, and it was just really rubbish, really. And I just think that it really added to a lacklustre speech. I think it's secure, protect, rebuild, wasn't it, or something like that. Yeah. But I, what about the idea, though? British recovery bonds, apparently basically allowing everyone to open a savings account with the government to help invest in economic rebuild. It's kind of... It's different. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of also read, I mean, apart from the graphic design, which you've touched on nerve because... People are really upset with those gradients and fonts. But also the fact that people think it was panicked. But I'm not sure. Because they always said that his first year would be about dealing with internal issues and anti-Semitism in particular. And the second would be a year of laying out a vision. So on the other side, I kind of don't agree with lots of people who said it was panicked. I think it was planned. A planned speech. I think it... I think it was perhaps apt for the time. I don't think it would have been good for him to come out and be all guns blazing in a time when I don't think we're collectively, as a nation, ready for that in our heads yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I th- I think what I've been really struggling with in the in the pandemic is the lack of an opposition, and not, I'm not saying it's necessarily. I think it's down to. Labour actions themselves or Labour want, but the fact that the pandemic has... What am I trying to say here? The fact that they can't come out all guns blazing because of this, you know, respect for it being a time of... At this moment, we realised there were some technical problems. Eleanor had stopped speaking. But it's probably a good time to remind you you can follow us on social media at comment people underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. Now, back to the show. Um, yes, I also don't think it's necessarily clear at the moment whether it would be a good idea to be on the attack more. Because like you say, I think people who are less political and follow the news, the fast political news... I kind of think they don't want friction in politics. They kind of need and want this to be resolved in a sensible collective way. And I think that's quite tricky probably for a lot of us to understand who kind of probably look for the fun in the friction and also the necessity in the friction, but also, yeah, seeing that probably a huge number of people want um, some sort of unity. For sure. Moving on. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Okay, I will go to my Twitter comment. Okay, so I've got tweet one, and if you don't get it with tweet one, I've got tweet two. At Nadem J. Baba tweeted in response to a video, Siri, show me a cross between an early stage robot and the Daily Mail. Whoa, so, sorry, this is in response to an article. This is in response to a video posted on Twitter. This was quite a viral video. And, sorry, remind me of the comment, sorry. Siri, show me a cross between an early stage robot and the Daily Mail. 
Oh my goodness. So viral videos, I mean, a robot, the filter, it wasn't the cat zoom filter for the lawyer, was it? No, but I really did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really quite good. I think it was the movement of the eyes and like the wagging tongue. Yes, I kind of want to work out how to do that. Oh my God, so it was a viral video. A viral video. I can give you tweet number two to follow it up. Yeah, yeah, that could be... Okay, this will definitely help you. And this is by A. Nook Mel. At Nook Mel, sorry. Of all the female presenters out there, Channel 4 chooses this plastic dinosaur? What a drogna. Big conundrum that for me. Whether to watch, think I'll be boycotting. Okay, so the robot. This is going to be a link that is crazy. But it isn't the robot of Anne Robinson from that Doctor Who episode yes. on the flying studio spaceship. Is that actually what that's referencing? I'm not sure if it is It is what it's referencing. Um, I think it's because she spoke so monotonely. But I do remember that exact mm. um, Doctor Who episode. And if you got the answer wrong, you were like shot dead, right? Yeah. And it doesn't seem too far off from what she used to do in the noughties. Have you been watching those clips? Yeah, of her? yeah. So this is what the video. This is the video that was posted, um, and we can insert a clip. So what do you do, Anne? I'm a full-time single mum to three boys. Three great boys. Three great boys. Yeah. yeah. So how many aspers? How many what? Sorry. Aspers. Can you clarify that, please? Um, those have taken over. Have they? <laughs> yes. How many of your three boys have got tags on oh. their ankles? Well, none so far. So you're doing benefits, so I knew. I was waiting for this. <laughs> um, I'm doing a 24-7 job, really. Are you on benefits? I, I am on benefits, yes. Yes. And what happened to the husband? Well, I've had two husbands, to be honest. Have you? Mm, I think I've worn them both out. You didn't go gay, did you? No, but sometimes living with three boys, I have thought there's a lot to be said about going lesbian, <laughs> quite frankly. Is there? Well, well, just you don't have to say a lot about going lesbian. Just tell us a little about going lesbian. Well, female... And yeah, so she was completely... And this is just one clip. Mm. And in this clip, she sort of offends all lesbians. Um, and um, and people have come out and saying this is awful and how can this woman who said this be allowed to present on TV anymore like that was acceptable well it shouldn't have been acceptable but it was accepted in the 2000s it's not acceptable now this sort of behaviour um, so a lot of people have been kicking off on Twitter but people are late to the game on this I, I mean I admit I in lockdown have downloaded TikTok and I follow um, an account which sort of goes through British television in the 2000s and the noughties and what we thought was acceptable there. And there is an, a vast array of examples of how savage mm. Anne Robinson was to people. Like, she was mm. really homophobic, really fattist, like, mm. really, really classist, a really awful woman. So I feel like I'm really glad that it's coming to people's attention, but it's not just this clip. There are other, there is other evidence out there. I sound like a. Sorry, Dorian. No, sorry, but wouldn't you have gone on there knowing what she was going to do? What was like, but that's like, surely she. Well, actually, I heard that she was worse when when they've edited it out and she would be like getting them on the back foot really horrible, really horrible. Really? Yeah. But what. 
wouldn't you go on there knowing that she was going to do that? I'm not saying it's acceptable, but... Yeah, I guess we look at it now and we didn't know that that was the culture sort of then because, mm. I mean, I don't remember it growing up and watching it thinking, oh, the God, she's horrible because most of it just went over your head. But mm. I guess then you did know what you were signing up for. Uh, but still, to say those things, you can be, you can have that tone with people without being so brutally nasty and outright homophobic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, in the context of now and seeing that, it is so ludicrous that it's almost like a spoof. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe it. Like you're saying, Naughty's TV was something else something else i watched um really something else. over lockdown i watched a um program well a youtube clip of how to look 10 years younger well a whole episode but it was on youtube and do you ever do you remember that program yeah yeah, yeah and they took like someone who just looked i mean not they didn't look bad just like plain and they this like awful woman i can't remember her name used to take them and like transform them into looking like something ghastly 10 years younger but they looked odd like they they looked worse than they did to begin with and that was the exact same with do you remember snog marry avoid i didn't is that bbc3 i think that was bbc3 and they'd take someone who was like creative and alternative like maybe someone who was quite gothic looking or quite uh just alternative looking not necessarily a bad thing they were you know unique creative and they turned them into just someone who looked really plain and ordinary it was like the like de-personalitying if that's the word um these people yeah robot factory it was it's awful and it's sort of it just couldn't happen now because you can't say to someone oh you looked alternative well they probably just had philip green like you would go in (laughs) philip green would dress you and then you go out (laughs) philip green i wonder what philip green's doing these days anyway we're off on a tangent we're off on a tangent (laughs) what was he up to (laughs) what is he up to now all his shops have closed right Okay. So yes, that was Anne Robinson, a video of a circulating video of Anne Robinson uh, treating members of the public awfully, and everyone being outraged that she has been announced as the new presenter of Countdown on Channel Four, and replacing the lovely Nick. Replacing the lovely Nick. I can't say I'm a Countdown fan, but I'm definitely <laughs> even less of a fan now. <laughs> I'm not either. Saying the lovely Nick makes me sound like a very familiar viewer. I feel like it's a familiar programme though, don't you think? Definitely. Okay. Okay. So, newspaper article. So yeah, tell me the newspaper and also the theme of the article. Or the subject of the article, I mean. Okay, so this is one comment who from someone simply named K1. Okay. It actually gives you their location as well, but I don't know whether to say that. It's really weird that this this uh, website does that. It shows you the location. Actually, you're going to start getting familiar probably also with like how they're rated, so I won't tell you their rating. It won't do it. This is, this is the comment. It won't do it because then people will realise they're not getting their money's worth and quit. Facebook serves up its consumers to advertisers... You were the products, in a funny kind of way. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, read it once more. It won't do it, because then people will realise they're not getting their money's worth and quit. Facebook serves up its consumers to advertisers. 
You are the product, in a funny kind of way. Hmm. So initially, my mind first jumped to Australia and the Facebook controversy that has been going on there this week. But I, I sense that is not the answer. Um, I don't know, can you give me any more clues? Why are you sensing what you're sensing? That's my big question. Um, I'm not going to lie, just the word Facebook. <laughs> I've seen Facebook in the news this week and it's just been to do with Australia. Okay. Um, so that's not your guess? That's not my guess. Okay. So you want me to... Give me a clue. It involves... It does involve Facebook and it involves Facebook's relationship with a certain government. So yeah, the Australian government. It is the Australian government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I don't know why. I, I felt really... You're sly. You could have just said, <laughs> yeah, you, you got the answer right, Eleanor. <laughs> that was really sly, actually. I think it's because I... Did so badly on a question. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to speed ahead in the points. (laughs) It is that. It's actually... And and yeah, which newspaper? Um, Which newspaper do you think? I'm going to go with the Daily Mail for that one. You're right again. Oh my gosh, I am the queen of comments. I think it's because I've been trawling. There are so many comments this week that um, now I can just feel the energy of a comment. That does have, yeah, that I agree. Daily that Mail has, energy. It does. It's kind of poignant, a bit angry, to the point. Full stops it out in full force as well. But yeah, so this was Facebook and the Australian government. And so the Australian government wants to introduce a charge for every news story that Facebook publishes. And Facebook reacted by blocking every single news story from its platform. But also including... Like notifications about earthquakes or forest fires and really police accounts. Yeah, so any it seemed like any sort of factual or verified informant was blocked. How far do you think the government will take it? How far do you think they can take it? I actually do think this will backfire with Facebook personally. Do you? Yeah, because I think people will now see their control and power over that content as kind of out of control I think it really is a it's kind of like a sloppy mistake I mean they have Nick Clegg working for them now <laughs> why are they making PR mistakes when they have the PR king exactly who got through politics so unscathed yeah I think this is such a bad move I think Rupert Murdoch will be happy I think also the reason why they were trying to bring in that law must have been because of Murdoch because I know he's been a big supporter of paying for content for a long time in terms of Facebook. What do you think? Do you think this is... How do you think this is going to take the whole debate forward? I think... I don't know. I think we're on a changing ground with all of our relation with every government's relationship to social media networks and how much they can control them. Are they now too big to fail in a bank analogy? Um, True. I don't know. I feel I feel like so much of society is embedded within the structures of social media platforms like Facebook and Facebook News. Although with Facebook News, I would say that was... 
Is news a massive component of Facebook? I don't know. Do you think so? I think people, quite a lot of people... If you take away yeah, news, I... you just go get back to the original purpose of Facebook, which is sharing your own thoughts, right? True. But then you have groups, you have the organised side of it. it. I mean, we've seen, we have become well attuned to the quirky groups on Facebook, haven't we? Well attuned. And there is hate propaganda. <laughs> regularly directed at local councillors. So, could become even more hateful without some kind of sort of officialdom these days right <laughs> okay yeah let's not get into the world of like local politics on facebook um speaking of local politics apparently there's a new development with the um jackie weaver another council meeting that apparently was very fiery really yes but i don't but they probably all know all the attention they've got now yeah They're probably just trying to get attention. Yeah. yeah jackie weaver <laughs> I actually say to my mum every time she comes in the room now, Michelle Frost, you have no authority here. Um, which doesn't go down too well, actually. <laughs> you need to start zooming then and creating new dynamics. <laughs> right, okay, I'm going to move on to the last comment of the day. And it comes from me from a Facebook find. Okay. And so the it was a comment made... Uh, I'm going to caveat this one with you're probably not going to know this uh, uh, this story because it was a fun, quirky find. Oh. Um, and it's a fun story. Yes, this comment was in response to this article and Chris said in his comments, after the mistake was rectified, he was informed that he'll need to be a little patient whilst waiting his turn. Oh mate, I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) That is that is so. um, God, you have gone for abstract comments. That that is a really abstract comment, Um, and I'm going to put the emphasis here on after the the mistake was rectified, he was informed that he'll need to be a little patient whilst waiting his turn. Oh, is it someone's surname is Little? Or... No, no. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to tell you because you're never going to get it. And I only included this one because I thought it was so funny. In our miserable lockdown lives, I thought this was funny. So a, it's a this comment on Facebook was in response to a Guardian article. Um, and the headline is... <laughs> a 6.2 centimetre tall man offered a priority COVID vaccine after NHS blunder. Liam Thorpe, whose real height is six foot two inches, was recorded as having a twenty a BMI of twenty eight thousand. So he's he was recorded of having being six point two centimetres tall instead of six foot two inches. Wait, so sorry, was he then seen as morbidly obese? So or? yeah, then he was seen as morbidly obese with a BMI of 28,000. Bearing in mind the average BMI is like 24. Bloody hell. 24, 24 like not 1,000, just 24. Um, <laughs> so Whoa. he was uh, invited to his <laughs> vaccine appointment earlier than the rest of the world. Well, the rest of us waiting for a vaccine because the uh, GP had his BMI at 28,000, which is dangerously morbidly obese. 
Imagine the receptionists or someone preparing for this. Like, oh, quickly get all the chairs out of the way. Quickly, someone's coming. Who's going to need some space? I feel like uh, 28,000 is so high. I feel like they, they, no one could have conceivably believed that there was someone on this earth with a BMI of 28,000. Or they did just prepare. <laughs> or they did just prepare and there's a GP surgery somewhere in Liverpool. Wide open doors. <laughs> they're wide open doors and crate ready. Um, so yeah, so they commented. I just thought it was an amusing comment, really. Um, that is amusing. After that the is. mistake was rectified, he was informed that he'll need to be a little patient whilst waiting his time. See, that is very Guardian. Like kind of the play on words, the kind of... I'll just leave it at that. It is the play on words that makes it very Guardian. (laughs) Okay, so that is the end of our comments for this week. Our find, our deep dive into the comment world. What did you learn from deep diving into the comment world in your researching? I learned what harvesting meltwater means. (laughs) I never knew people would harvest this thing called meltwater. I never knew there was a name. I never knew digging up snow was also called harvesting. But that, from the Ted Cruz story, is what I've learned this week. I think that's a very good thing to take away from you if you ever need to harvest any meltwater if we maybe get any more (laughs) snow. (laughs) What are you doing today? Oh, I'm just harvesting the meltwater. In that exact voice. In that exact Texan voice what about you Eleanor? what did you learn from I learned, the comment world i learned that um <laughs> liverpool has a man with a bmi of twenty-eight thousand living in its vicinity no i learned that the world is a cruel place if we think it's acceptable for Anne robinson to be allowed on countdown That's what I exactly learned. if you're shaking countdown up with kate Anne robinson there's no safe space for us to And I watch feel like I feel like everyone mundanity. was annoyed with her appointment. It wasn't just people on on different on one side or another. I feel like nobody was happy with her appointment mm. apart from the Channel 4 bosses. I wonder and if Pete, there are any Anne Robinson fans out there though. I don't know, it'd be a weird I, I can imagine it being like a you know, like a weird fetish people have. Not fetish. <laughs> fetish is the wrong word. You know, like weird cool. Like some people are obsessed with Ainsley Harriet. Or Alison, what's her name? Alison. Alison Hammond. Alison Hammond. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe Anne Robinson is the new cult figure that we'll see on t-shirts. Yes. I could see that with her glasses and her sort of smile. <laughs> well, I don't know. Good meeting up with you again in the world of the comment universe and and uh, see you next time. See you next week for more commenting. And remember everyone, you can follow us on social media. At comment people underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. See you next time. Bye bye.